hard to not just watch the footage from, I believe that's Caracas, Venezuela. Uh, there's smoke, fires, the armored personnel carrier going through the streets, running people down. There are youth uh, running and chucking rocks and concrete and fading back and coming forward again. Using garbage can lids as shields. Right. Yeah, very old school sort of fighting. It reminds yeah, various, me. Uh, people with uh, rifles patrolling the streets, conferring and trotting off. And it, it's, it has a very unclear who's doing what, who's on what side look. To I'm it. sure it feels that way on the street, too. Yeah. As you're walking down the street with your gun and your shield and wondering, is that guy on my side or the other side? Right. Uh, that would be tough to tell. It reminds me of watching the live footage from Tahrir Square in Egypt when that revolution went down. Or Tiananmen Square earlier than that, yeah. Um. Well, that one uh, was only partially televised. The yeah, TV they went out, that one off. Yeah. The TV went out, and then... Uh, then and then, then they ended. The government ended it. But it, it, that's a wild thing. And in the modern world, we watch revolutions on television. So we're watching this live footage of people battling in the street. I don't know how you decide which side you're on at this point. Um, I remember staying up late and watching that one in Egypt when it looked like the uh, Mubarak's men might come in and wipe those people out, and they just never did. Must have been the day that Sisi, who's in charge now, uh, got a hold of him, said it's over. My guys aren't going to go in and wipe those people out. You're mm-hmm. leaving. Mm-hmm. You wonder if that's going to happen here. The very same thing, I think, is going to happen in Venezuela, where the military is going to tell the president, look, we're not going to go wipe these people out. You're done. you got to go. Right. There, there are obviously there are some loyalists that are, are well, loyalists, because they're ooching around with guns and pointing them at the kids throwing rocks in the streets. Um. So yeah, this 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 might be over by you know dinner time wherever you are, or it might rage on for months or years. I'll tell you what, Second Amendment fans, you look at something like this, and it's not impossible that it happened in the United States, at least in various uh, smaller places. I mean, not the whole country, probably. What's that? A uh, revolution? revolution in the streets. Raging street battles. Not today, not tomorrow, oh, yeah. but years from now? Sure. And I'll tell you what, watching that live on TV, I'd sure as hell like to have a gun at my house if something like that ever broke out. Rather than being completely unarmed. You just have to uh, turn your your uh, your needs to the mercy of the authorities, Jack. They'll take care of you. The changing authorities as it changes exactly. throughout the day. Who's in charge? Exactly. And pray you're on the right side of it. Um, wow. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I know what I'm doing after after the show. Flying to Venezuela and joining up? Which side are you going to fight on? <laughs> I'd like to think I'd be on Guido's side. I'm kind of into the whole liberty thing. Hmm. Not a big fan of fat, semi-literate bus drivers. I don't know why his weight enters into it, honestly. But I'm not into <laughs> socialist idiots. The current president is starving his people to death. So do do the collective we have a good idea about this Guido guy? I, I don't know if I said that right. Is is close enough? Is is he a market improvement? Oh yeah, according to virtually everybody, I mean, fifty some uh, democratic countries around the world say yeah, he saw a huge upgrade from Maduro. Okay. Yeah, I don't know Chavez is stooge. I don't know Venezuelan politics. So the current president. Is a uh, fat bus driver? Yeah, he was the uh, hand-picked successor to fat idiot thief murderer Hugo Chavez, friend of Sean Penn. Um, it, it, when uh, Chavez uh, died, he, he handed it over to uh, 
Um, the fat bus driver. The fat, fat bus driver. The fat, semi-literate bus driver, just because he he's a strong man. He's a hard guy and a loyalist. So, mm. All right, so uh, listen, on a completely different topic, uh, old Uncle Joe, who I told you would peak within 48 hours of his announcement, has had some really good poll, poll results. And, I'd say. Um, it looks promising anyway at this point, hundreds of days before the election. Hundreds. And Tiana Lowe, the most excellent commentary writer for the Washington Examiner, joins us now to discuss the Biden kickoff. Hello, Tiana. How are you? Hi. Uh, so uh, tell us your impressions. First 48 hours, Uncle Joe's uh, try for the White House. His latest try. So, I mean, he's selling this about as well as he possibly could. If you think about the possible lanes to win the nomination, the Bernie lane is already full. You know, he got all six senators uh, who are running for president to uh, claim that they're backing, you know, the Green New Deal, all of them except for Amy Klobuchar endorsing Medicare for All. And these are very extreme positions. There is a large portion of the Democratic Party that still believes in bigger government, but they don't believe in socialized government. And Bernie and Biden has effectively taken claimed that lane not only as his own, but also tonally. He's a very happy warrior. We saw this yesterday at his rally. He knows how to make fighting words sound like a cheer, not sort of, you know, this apocalypse that we've seen coming from the Bernie Sanders left. That's the best description of Joe Biden's talent I've ever heard. That is the best description. That is exactly what he does. He makes fighting words sound like a cheer instead of like an angry, scary person. What do you mean? That's yeah, Exactly. That's, that's a talent, but that is what he does. Exactly. And I think also what, what politicos have missed in the swamp, that the rest of the country is just tired. You know, like they're tired of the endless investigations. They are tired of being told they have to hate their political adversaries. I think to an extent, they, I mean, when you have someone like Joe Biden, sure, he maybe botched the Anita Hill hearing. Sure, maybe he, you know, what, whatever old things you want to say. 35 years ago, yeah, emphasis on the word old. Exactly. Right. exactly. Like, you have eight years of his record in the Obama White House to look back on. And you can just point to that and say, things weren't so bad three years ago, were they? That's uh, T- a promise. Tiana Lowe, commentary writer for the Washington Examiner on the line. You also point out in your piece that he has a number of uh, economic policies that are pretty dang moderate, pretty reasonable. Yeah, I mean, embracing occupational licensing reform, that is an excellent move because you get that sort of libertarian center. It's something that really does impact the lower class. Um, discussing the idea of work is bringing you dignity, that's a deeply conservative value. You know, and that's something that will resonate well in the Rust Belt that Biden has to take back. How do you, well, this is this is for political freaks only, but how do you picture the, the interchange between Trump and Biden if it gets to that point? I mean, Trump's already signaled that he'll go full Trump on him, which is an appropriate Let's thing. Let's have to... our debate at 4 o'clock so we can get to bed early. Okay, now. They're, they're old, both of them. That's my point. stereotypes there. <laughs> Uh, do you think Joe's going to keep with the, oh, he's such a nut, just kind of casually, ta- you know, letting it uh, go off his back like a, a duck, that the old expression? Think he sticks with that? So I think a Trump-Bernie race is is the only race, I think, that is very dangerous for Trump. Because Biden, again, fights with heart, but he fights in a way where people want to root for him. I think that sort of this curmudgeonly, we're all going to die within 12 years unless if we nationalize our entire energy sector 
that we want to abolish all private insurance. You know, people are tired of this. I mean, and especially if you just look at the polling numbers, you know, Democrats have marched in lockstep to now embrace stuff like like third trimester abortion that only 13% of the country and only 18% of Democrats pulled by Gallup support. And with Biden, you have someone who he is allowed to be moderate and he's allowed to take on a couple of the piecemeal, like a hot new items from the Democratic Party, $15 hour minimum wages or whatever. But the average disaffected Republican or centrist voter won't feel like America will be fundamentally transformed into a Stalinist hellscape. Uh, another excellent description of the difference between Biden and some of his more uh, uh, radical uh, opponents. Interesting. Tiana Lowe of the Washington Examiner. Hey, beautifully done. We'll have a link to the piece so people can can read it. Uh, you always do a great job, Tiana. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Sure. Man, if I'm Trump, I don't want to run against Biden. Like uh, water off a duck's back. I'm sorry. I just, I just thinking about that. I'm ashamed of it. I'm just, There we are chatting with the eloquent young Tiana Lowe, and here I am stringing words together practically at random, like I've been, you know, kicked in the head by a mule or something. What's, I apologize for my incoherence. I'll give... Sorry, you were saying? I'll give myself 30 seconds to pay attention to this, how long you talk about it, I don't know. But um, if, 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 uh, if Trump and Biden run against... What does Trump say about Biden? I mean, all those other people, so easy what he can attack. So easy. The, you know, these various, these crazy things that most of America doesn't agree with. The health care and the paying for everybody's college and just all this stuff. But how do you attack Biden? Well, you know, what matters is how he counterattacks. And I think, you know, he's tried the whole sleepy Joe and not very bright. You know, all Biden has to do is say, I'm not sleepy, I'm perfectly awake. Everybody will laugh. And then where do you go? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what your attack is. Um, Although uh, Chris Christie said the other day something I thought was funny. He said, look, I've run against Donald Trump. He said it reminds me of the Mike Tyson quote. Everybody's got a game plan until they get punched in the face. He said that's the way it is with Trump. And these these people who ever run against him, they're going to get punched in the face. And then their game plan might go out the window. Mm. I mean, when he, you know, he does or says something crazy. Yeah. When you're on stage with him and, and, and he says you ought to be in jail and the crowd goes wild, you got to have a response for that. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> or they have a game plan and then right at that moment on stage they realize this isn't working. Exactly. Exactly. So Ooh. I don't know. There are crowds rushing into the streets of Caracas. What does it mean? Who okay. are they? What's... We got a split screen there in Venezuela with a helicopter. That's what I'm wanting to see today. I want to see the fat bus driver, Joe calls him. Yes. Socialists get on a helicopter and leave the country. That's that's the way you want it to end. There are a bunch of people haranguing troops and gesturing at them and talking to them. That's the classic be with the people, not the government. There's your armored vehicle careening about. It looks like the streets of Moscow in like 91, and the, uh, the, the people in the military said, nah, screw it, we're on your side. Yeah, we're not shooting anybody. That could happen. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid.
any like natural sound behind it though? Like gunshots that started? Bring bring up the audio just so we can hear it. This is live from uh, the streets of Caracas, Venezuela, the capital, where a revolution is in progress as we speak, and it's being televised. If you want to watch this. We searched high and low for the best feed of this. There are a lot of feeds out there, but the clearest feed, uh, easiest to watch, least jerky feed of watching a live revolution, we have at armstrongandgetty.com. Go to armstrongandgetty.com to watch. This is a little of the audio, but there are different camera feeds going on at the same time, and again, you can get it at armstrongandgetty.com. But it's a, it's a, it's a revolution like it happened throughout the history of man, but you get to watch it on TV. And um, has any narrative emerged as to who's doing what? What to what extent have Maduro's forces uh, split off? Is this the people versus the authorities entirely at this point? I don't know. So who's the fat guy with the mustache? Is Maduro. He's the he's the yeah, guy you the don't handpick like. successor to Chavez. He's a, he's a thief and a murderer okay, and a they, liar and an oppressor of people. Because they were just interviewing some old ladies in a park where it, it didn't look dangerous, and they had pictures of Maduro they were walking around with. Mm. So those old ladies anyway wanted the status quo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which you know they they might feel like hey things were at least peaceful before. Sometimes you go for peaceful when you got a lot of revolution going on. Although they've had millions of people leave the country in, in mass malnourishment under Maduro. Oh, yeah. They must be part of the ruling class. Probably. They're probably that whatever percentage that are, is benefiting from this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yet, This is, by the way, the, the country that has the biggest oil reserves on Earth. They should be in godly rich. Yes. But you got you got all these military people and police people and motorcycles and tanks and stuff like that. A lot of young people walking in the street with flags. There are different places. There are the places where it's violent and the places where it looks just like, you know, a march on Washington, D.C. for some cause that you care about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the scene from that, the one neighborhood in Caracas, it looks like, you know, a just a, a walk, a, a fundraising to fight cancer walk. But Just I, a quiet uh, protest. I mentioned how it reminds me of uh, Egypt in the Arab Spring when Mubarak went. And I remember staying up really late that night to watch the live coverage because the way had gone down that day. You had the uh, the young people that wanted to get rid of their evil dictator. They had taken over the square. And that day, and they had been there for, for weeks. Mm-hmm. But that day, Mubarak sent his thugs in, if you remember, on camels with bats and swords and they just rode through there and just whacking people and beating them and, and hitting them with swords. And, I mean, it was it was pretty ugly. Uh-huh. And there was a threat that that night they were going to come back. And that's what I stayed up to watch. And you had all those, and I mean patriots, patriot in the truest sense. These people were there, and the looks on their faces, because you had the camera right in the faces of, like, a 25-year-old guy who's thinking any second. They're going to come storm us, and i got to fight for my life. Wow. I mean, that's some serious S right there. Right. Yeah. And, but they never showed up. The The military got to Mamarek and said, it's over. We're not going in. You're not sending anybody in. you got to go. I'm wondering if that's going to happen at some point here. Maybe it already has, where the military is going to turn on the fat-faced dude is and there, say, it's over. Is there anybody like the Muslim Brotherhood who might take power for a while? I don't know. Then LCC changes his mind again. Uh, I, I think not. But if see, this would be such a beautiful thing if they can shake Maduro out of power. There's just a really excellent chance that the 50 plus democratic countries of the world, including you know the U.S. and Canada and, and all the big democracies of Europe, who are all backing 
uh, Guaido, Juan Guaido, they would help Venezuela, I think, in a really productive way. And and I think you could see a country emerge from the, the yoke of of socialist dictatorship and become a thriving, beautiful place. I mean, that we all lovely, go on vacation regularly. That's precisely what I want—a new uh, vacation destination. <laughs> but that could have an influence on some of those other hell holes with that the, uh, drive all the, uh, the, the the miserable people our way. With mm-hmm. the overthrow of Maduro, is there is this just head on a spike territory, or, or is oh, there an exit strategy where he can get out alive? He or? could easily be riding a bayonet down the street on video at some point today. Mm. The smart thing to do would be get on a helicopter and leave town. But he might could be also late. cut a deal. He could cut a great deal right now. He and his elite could could exit stage left and you know turn things over to Guaido and the National Assembly. I mean, it's not like they would have to reinvent government. They've got the, the Congress essentially is in place and ready to start exercising power. And then so he's just a dictator on the run with whatever money he could carry out in his helicopter? Well, yeah. Well, not on the run per se. I mean, you can work out a deal. It happens all the time where, all right, we're going to send you to this African nation, a warlord there that says he's got a big old mansion for you. You'll live the rest of your days there, but get the hell out of Venezuela. You get to cut a deal if the uh, if those people get to you before the angry people in the street, though. Yep. That's the key. Cut that deal before you're riding the bayonet. <laughs> Let's come up your news, Marshall. Well, we do have more on the Venezuela coup. Russia has been heard from yet again. Medicare for all getting a big push in Congress today and a breakthrough in testing for a certain type of common cancer. Coming up. Awesome. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Don't you know that you can count me out? <laughs> The Pelosi-Schumer-Trump meeting is over. There was some very significant thing that came out of that. We'll have that for you coming up in a little bit. Donald Trump has announced he's divorcing Melania and marrying Nancy Pelosi. Breaking news. He's going all Game of Thrones. He's trying to unite the houses through marriage. Exactly. Stabilize the realm. Exactly. Chuck Schumer... Doesn't have his head anymore. Oh, no. Is the other headline. <laughs> that, was, so, that was part of the deal. Yeah. And we've got more whale spies off the coast from Russia. Great. <laughs> Russian whales. We've been on the Russian whale spy for uh, the whole the whole day. And they, they had a whale that would, would appear to have been a spy off the coast of Norway. This is really going to make it harder for me to get my octopus surveillance system going. You got to question the whale. Are you spying for Putin? <laughs> Liar! (laughs) Let's get to the real news now with Marshall Phillips. Now time for revolution. This is what it sounds like on the streets of the Venezuelan's capital of Caracas. The situation worsening as a bloody coup appears to be underway. Opposition leader Juan Guaido's trying to force out President Nicolas Maduro. Video showing uh, military vehicles driven by troops... Loyal to Maduro, driving over protesters loyal to Guaido. There is gunfire and tear gas being launched between the military forces loyal to each side against one another. If you'd like to watch a revolution live on television, we have it at armstrongandgetty.com, the best feed out there, armstrongandgetty.com. It's funny because there are some areas of town where the streets are deserted. There are some where there is a huge peaceful march going on. 
then there are at least a neighborhood or two where there are rock chuckins and uh, tear gassings happening. Well, and as Marshall just yeah. mentioned, uh, the military driving over protesters. Right, so right. How good is their communication on that one street where it just looks kind of like a music festival? Um, a lot of people staring at their phones. Are they texting each other? Or are they texting, hey, here on the other side of town, they just ran over a bunch of us with a truck. I'll bet they know. I'll bet they're watching Twitter and the rest of it. Carlos Vecchio, the interim government's ambassador to Washington, says the message for Maduro is simple. Your time is over. Venezuela is ready for a change. Ready for a change. Russia's foreign he said it ministry. in English. Yes. Interesting. Russia's foreign ministry has called on the, quote, radical opposition in Venezuela to stand down and refrain from violence. They also went on to call the opposition a destructive force and to warn against any interference from abroad. That's the Russian statement. Shut up, Putin. And apparently... Go train a whale. Russia's had a number... (laughs) Russia's had a number of soldiers in Venezuela for a while now, offering up uh, security training for Maduro. So, so Thanks for the help. Yeah, so far they haven't been brought into the fray. Meanwhile, former... Go train a whale. Meanwhile, former Vice President Joe Biden kicked off his presidential bid with a campaign rally in Pittsburgh before a largely union crowd. We have to stop this administration's effort to gut it first, and then we have to move on and finish the job and make health care, make health care a right. Health care is a right, not a privilege. Along those same lines, House Democrats holding their first ever Medicare for All legislative hearing today. Several 2020 Democratic presidential hopefuls like Biden have embraced the sweeping proposal. The legislation would provide coverage for all people living in the U.S. within two years. All people living within the U.S. within two years. Which would include a lot of illegal people. And we have... Yep. Yep. We have a... Shut up and pay, suckers. We have a simple urine test that could be an effective way to prevent cervical cancer. There's a new study out of England that found that urine testing was just as effective as a cervical smear detecting high-risk cases. The cases leading to cervical cancer. This type of cancer is most common in women between the ages of 30 and 35, but the precancerous stage is detectable 5 to 10 years prior. And Las Vegas city leaders are gearing up for a highly anticipated vote on pot lounges. The city council members are going to decide whether to grant licenses to businesses so that customers can smoke marijuana on their property. Finally, you can get intoxicated in Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Under current law, the only place to legally light up is inside a private residence. Now, checking out the action going on in Venezuela, we have a, a crowd of police moving out. Is that what we're seeing here? Yeah, yeah. but who knows where they're headed. Police, yeah. National Guard mounted up on uh, motorcycles. Right. All moving out now. They they headed back to support the current fathead socialist president or the new guy. Who knows? Yeah, that's yeah. what's getting really, really tough to figure out who's, side, who's on whose side now. I'm sure it's tough for them, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There they go, riding up. They have the feed at armstrongandgetty.com if you want to watch it. It's pretty fascinating to watch. Yeah, everybody's got their head on a swivel trying to figure out which way this is going. Yeah. Although, I, again, I don't have a sense of do the people have any momentum whatsoever in terms of swaying the security forces to their side? Because if they don't, it, this might end uh, horribly. Remember that, how many times Assad looked like he was done in yeah. Syria? I mean, you wouldn't have bet there was a chance he was going to last the weekend. And he's still in power and probably right. will be till he dies of old age. Right. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So Trump met with Pelosi and Schumer 
today, and the last couple of times they had met had been fairly contentious. Well, something, it's over now, and something important came out of it. We'll pass that along to you on the way. Excellent. I think uh, politically significant came out of it. And again, you can watch a live revolution if you've ever wanted to know what one looks like at armstrongandgetty.com. It'd take a lot of guts to go out there in the street with your rocks and your garbage can lid and take on the police. With machine guns and armored vehicles. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Before we get back to watching the revolution live on television from Venezuela, uh, something significant happened in the Trump-Schumer-Pelosi meeting, and I don't think it's um, completely clear to everyone. It ought to be. So this is the first time the three of them have gotten together. The last couple of times have been fairly contentious and high profile, and Trump lectured him, or they lectured him, and blah, blah, blah. So you got the two most powerful people in the Democratic Party meeting with the president, Schumer and Pelosi, leader right. of the Senate, leader of the House. Right. Leader of the Democrats in the Senate, majority leader in the House. And this is what Schumer said coming out of the meeting about infrastructure. It was a very constructive meeting. It's clear that both the White House and I'll use my regular voice. It's well, clear I was that enjoying it. It's clear that both the White House and all of us want to get something done on infrastructure in a big and bold way. There was goodwill in this meeting, and that was different from some of the other meetings. This was a very good meeting. And Nancy Pelosi said some other stuff about how we agreed we're going to do some going forward, and it was a really great meeting. Mm-hmm. That is not the talk of a couple of leaders who have any interest whatsoever in impeachment. That's right. the signal right there. Right. If you're planning on impeaching this guy, you do not sit down, meet with him, smile, and talk about what a great meeting you had on infrastructure. No. Nope. We're That's, going to legislate, not right. investigate. Newt was not having meetings like that with Bill before they impeached him. Nope. Nobody was having meetings with Nixon like that. And so I, just, I get a sense that they're going to take this infrastructure thing and take it to the, the, the impeachment wing of the party and say, hey, listen, we can't sacrifice these gains that we're getting by trying to do the impeachment thing. I think it, it, it's working on both ways. They're not interested in it, and they're going to try to use this to bring the impeachment crowd further away from that. So, And I'll bet Trump took that away from the meeting, too. These people aren't going to impeach me. Or tell them, you can keep raising money on this stuff if you want, but we're not doing it. Right, so don't, right. don't take it seriously. So we're watching this uh, a series of lives, live feeds from uh, Caracas, Venezuela. where it Which we have at armstrongandgetty.com. It's a good point that the uh, resistance to the Maduro socialist regime has hit a new level, and this might be the day, the week, where it's all decided one way or the other. It's difficult to say. Could this last a week? It could last years. Sure, it could go on like this for years. Yeah. Um, yeah, it could turn into guerrilla warfare. God knows. Uh, call up uh, Colombians and ask them. But, so uh, we were watching this one feed from this, and, and go back to that when you can. It was like at a behind a big wall. It was like a downhill stretch, but these guys are behind like the, a triangular wall. Uh, young men, exclusively young men, because that is who overthrows regimes. Well, look at those three. They're getting food somewhere. What's the deal? Oh, look at that dude. He's fat as hell. So it's now, just, well, now, wait now, though. 
It's undeniable they have a huge malnutrition problem. Millions of people have left the country because they can't get food. I know. I keep hearing how they're starving. He it all. <laughs> and I don't doubt that they're starving, but I'm seeing th- those three people that were on that motorcycle were all three fat. Yeah. That motorcycle was straining under them. Well, they must be part of the, uh, the uh, I don't know, the ruling elite. But so you got these uh, a bunch of young guys with Molotov cocktails and, and I'm not sure what else in a backpack, and they're getting ready to hurl it. And there's like four or five young guys, and before you know it, there's eight or ten or twelve, because nothing draws a crowd like a crowd. Everybody's looking around the wall, looking around the wall. Then this guy with a big old belly comes by. You hear him talking to somebody. I I have a feeling he said, what are you guys doing? We're going to chuck stuff at the cops when they show up. Where are the cops? I don't know. We haven't seen them for a while. He just shrugs "Eh," and walks away. So you got people come to observe. It looks like something's happening, then... Everybody wanders away yeah, again. And... The the advantage, well, the men, there'd be many advantages to being the, on the military side, uh, what with the weapons and guns and training and everything like that. But at least you'd have a plan. The revolutionaries, I mean, you can tell they're just kind of milling around, and then a motorcycle will go down that way, and another one will come back this way. And yeah. like, they're, they're, they don't have a plan. They're they, just kind of they lit a city bus on fire as usual. Public transit takes it in the jibs. <laughs> <laughs> public transit, which takes the. Uh, the brunt of sports championships and South American revolutions. Oh, that dude appears to have been tear gassed or something. He's unhappy. He appears to be vomiting. I tell you what, I wish I had the Yamaha dealership for Caracas. There's more people on, uh, on uh, you know, dual sports. A lot and, of Kawasaki's, Joe, actually. Is that Kawasaki? XL, XL650s. Well, see, I've, I would have screwed up. It's a good XL. I backed the wrong horse. Um, very popular there, Pierce. Yeah, that dude's big as a house. <laughs> but if you're in a starving country and you see a fat guy, don't you automatically... Dude! You gotta judge him. I re- you know, don't you have to? I'm going through his closets. Where's the cookies? Me, my wife, my kids, we're hungry. Right. What are you, what are you doing? You got the hookup, obviously. Who do you know? I don't know anybody. I'm just big bone. Metabolism. <laughs> it's genetic. Yeah. You come out here with a loaf of bread, or I'm beating on you. It would be the, it'd be the opposite what we have in America. All right, so you, you, you're trying to conceal your 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 fat. I am for different reasons. Sure. I don't want everybody to know that I've got the food and to hunt me like That's a beast. <laughs> you know, while I am fully in favor of uh, the combustion of public transport, um, this 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 feed is getting a bit stale. You got a burning bus and people riding scooters and motorcycles back and forth. What is it with setting buses on fire world around? They burn for a long time, maybe? I don't know. Is it easy? I've never tried to set a bus on fire. Meanwhile, at the peaceful demonstration, but everybody's looking vigilantly to the right. The, I wonder if the armed forces are over there and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. Because remember, uh, armored uh, you know, troop transport vehicles have already plowed into crowds and run a number of people down. Well, we saw all of the, um, we saw a whole bunch of military guys or police or whatever they were on motorcycles take off. We don't know where they were headed. They could right. be headed for this location for all we know. Yeah, now people are running back and forth. Guys are chucking projectiles. Yeah, this is, a, there's obviously a standoff there. It's happened more than once in recent world history where the government finally says to a crowd like we're looking at on television, or you're watching at armstrongandgetty.com, where the uh, the authorities say to a crowd like this, all right, you're going right now, and they just start shooting into the crowd. Mm. And whoever they got to kill, they kill until the people leave. Yeah. So that yeah. might happen. Who knows? I hope not. Uh, total change of topic. Michael, if I tip you $5 next time we talk about Las Vegas, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, can you go with something other than that freaking Elvis tune? 
I'll give it's you a five beautiful song. I'll tip you like a wedding <laughs> DJ if you go with uh, uh, the Flying Burrito Brothers' Sin City. All right. I, I Graham will do Parsons that. classic. Promise. Yeah, love that song. More milling. There's more milling around in, in revolutions than you might expect. Of course, when the milling around stops, that often unspeakable acts uh, occur. You suppose this is more or less what revolutions throughout history have looked like, going back to, you know, Paris 1789 or, you know, someplace in the year 900. You wouldn't have automatic weapons and motorcycles, obviously, but I'll bet it was similar. A lot of lack of organization and milling around and clashes yes. here and there. Yeah, yeah, and at this point, if it stays like this, if I'm Maduro... I slow play them. So why do they get you know, home? I, you know, I bully a couple of people. I run over a handful of people. But then I back off and just wait another day or two, see what happens. Because they got to go home some point. Well, right. And, and you wait and you see eat. if there's the energy behind it to actually overthrow the regime, because there hasn't been yet. Are people that pissed off to risk their lives? And, and then the question becomes, and this is the unholy chess match of of political power in unstable countries, do you go uh, Assad and mow down people uh, in a peaceful parade? Just gun them down by the dozens or hundreds. From the text line, uh, Kawasaki lets the good times roll. Yes, that's true. Also from the text line, why don't you have Marshall tell us about the Hungarian uprising of 56? That's ageism. We will not have that. I won't have that. Mm. Yeah, the shots at the airport. You're hoping to see a Maduro leave on, a, on an airplane, private jet. Yeah, I need a Maduro cam. I need to know what he's doing right now. We yeah. got we got a text. Venez, Ven, Venezuelan fat guy equals cannibalism. You, you just assume he saw a fat guy. He's been eating people. Wow, wow. <laughs> no, no, no. I you think bring it's me food, or we eat you. <laughs> safe to assume. Yeah, put him on a spit with an apple in his mouth. Great Scott. I know we're uh, having our comedy hijinks around this, but honest to God, in a country that's known for starving, how how are you seen as a fat guy? You're connected. You're connected. So it's just kind of like having a nice car? It's uh, got to be more than that. Because mm, no. me, me not having a nice car, I don't die. I don't get any food, and me and my family dies. You've got plenty of food because you're fe- you're not only fed, you're obese. Right. Uh, if you ever uh, have a period in your life again where you can watch TV, I heartily recommend that you binge watch The Americans. Uh, it's a great spy drama, family drama, but it also has some really terrific scenes from the Soviet Union where they accurately portray what it was like to be an elite or non-elite. If you're in the elite, you get into the connected grocery stores for party members, and you get good food. If you're not, you're lucky to find food. But I wouldn't think you'd hang around with this crowd if you're... This is the way socialism always works. Always, always, always. We have the video feed at armstrongandgetty.com. And now, final announcement, Armstrong and Getty! <laughs> Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hmm. Marshall Phillips, your final thought for I us? I was just going to point out that the coup in Venezuela actually happening a day early. It was supposed to start tomorrow, May Day, International Workers' Day. That was the original plan. Marco Rubio was angry at you for calling it a coup because uh, most uh, civilized nations have already uh, recognized Guaido as the legitimate leader. There you go. Stop calling it a coup. What are you, a communist, Marshall? Michelangelo, final thought. Are you a communist? Answer no, the question. This revolution footage in Venezuela is pretty shocking. Makes our Black Friday crowd stories seem really tame. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, positive, Sean, your final thought. I was politically unaware in 2010 when the Arab Spring started. This is among the most fascinating things I've ever seen, and it really makes me appreciate the peaceful transfer oh. of power that we have here. No kidding. 
Well, and it, it really highlights the stupidity of young idiots in the streets calling themselves revolutionaries. You're a bunch of pansies. Jack, your final thought? Yes. Uh, so, to me, Nancy and Chuck made it very clear that they're not super interested in pursuing impeachment. Yet, if I watch MSNBC today, they will fill an entire hour of each show talking nothing but impeachment talk. Guaranteed. My final thought is uh, I'm reminded of both the Arab Spring and Tiananmen Square and Tahrir Square in Egypt that over and over again I've watched these scenes thinking, wow, millions of people might soon be free, and I'm often bitterly disappointed. Um, We'll see. Rooting for them. Well, in China, they they didn't end up free. They got killed in the night. They turned off the cameras, killed them, then cleaned up the streets and said, oh, they just went home. We still don't even know the truth there. Now is 89. Not the whole truth. So in in Egypt, uh, you ended up with a military dictatorship. Not a lot different from the last dictatorship. Right. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people with thanks so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have that live feed from Venezuela if you want to watch that. Also, all the clicks, all the articles we talked about, you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Yeah, if I got a cubicle, I'm staring at this on my screen all day long watching yeah, yeah. this. Huh? See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. We apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Play a real instrument, fancy boy. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty.